Like you just got to do it. A lot of people are scared to, you know, lose money or lose this, lose that. That's the only way to learn. You have to have the mentality to say, hey, I'm willing to lose it all. Because if you don't have the mentality, you're always trying to find the perfect opportunity and there will never be that perfect opportunity. You just got to do it. Jump in with both feet and you'll figure it out. Thanks for subscribing to the ZonCon podcast, the podcast all about Amazon conversations. These are the tips and tricks to become an Amazon millionaire. Here is your host, Andrew Erickson. He is all things Amazon, and so is this podcast. Let's have an Amazon conversation. Hey, guys, this is Andrew Erickson with the ZonCon podcast. I'm coming to you from a hotel in Budapest, Hungary. Yes, not Budapest. But Budapest with a shht, I guess. So I was in Romania a couple of days ago, and we just took a night train through the night from Romania out to Hungary. And I'm sitting here with someone I'm really excited about, Tom Wing, who is a seven-figure seller, founder of EconHub.com, and the host of EconHub Podcast. Hey, Tom, how's it going? It's going well. Thank you so much for bringing me on the podcast today. I had no idea that Budapest was supposed to be pronounced Budapest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like the first thing they tell you when you get here. They're like, no, it's not Budapest. It's Budapest. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man, it's exciting out here. I know that you're in Canada, right? That's right. I'm located in Vancouver, Vancouver, BC. Nice. And are you originally from Canada? No, I was born and raised in China. I spent the first 10 years of my life in China. And then I came to Vancouver with my parents in 2001, I believe, was the year. So I've been living in Vancouver ever since. Okay, awesome. So almost (laughs) going on almost 20 years then, almost two decades, right? Living in Canada? Yeah, Yeah, it's about 17, 18 years. Yeah, approaching the two-decade mark. Wow. So do you feel like more Chinese or more Canadian? (laughs) That's a good question. Definitely more Canadian. (laughs) Definitely more Canadian. I mean, I, I obviously, I like I, 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 China is kind of where I was born and raised. I love a lot of family in China. That will always be you know, home in a sense. But I, I, I definitely feel more Canadian than I am Chinese. Nice. Do you, do you go back to China often? No, I don't. Probably should, but definitely do not go back to China nearly as much as I should. But my grandma's getting old, so I'm probably going to start going back maybe once a year type of thing. See the family, do some business. So, uh, yeah, might be a good reason for me to go start going back. You know, if you go to China in this business, you <sighs> definitely get to write that off on your taxes. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, it's fun, man. I go to China, like, I go to China about twice a year, actually. Mm, that's awesome. Whereabouts, what part- uh, like Shenzhen or? Yeah, so we go to Guangzhou, which is obviously where the Canton Fair is, and then right. Hong Kong. Which okay. I love Hong Kong. Hong Kong is one of my wow. favorite cities in the whole world. Uh, really expensive, though. And we also go to, I've been to Shanghai and a few other cities kind of in between Guangzhou and Shanghai. I know there's a lot of cities in between, but there's just some of the smaller cities, Taizhou and Hangzhou. And I'm sure I'm mispronouncing those like really badly, but those are uh, <laughs> no, it's actually, too, so. it's, it's pretty good. Pretty good uh, pronunciation, actually. That's, okay. <laughs> I've heard worse. I've heard better. Yours, yours is pretty good for Caucasian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. I know. I kept saying Guangzhou, Guangzhou. Yeah. And they go, no, Guangzhou. I go, oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Budapest, Guangzhou. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. I heard your story 
I like your story about how you started on Amazon. Do you want to just give us a little like rundown about how you started doing the whole this whole private label thing? Sure. So I always wanted to do something online. I mean, I've always kind of been some sort of a entrepreneur. I've always had all these ideas, side hustles, all these different ways to make money and whatnot. And back in 2015, when I finally graduated from college, I was, you know, kicked out of three colleges before that, but that's a different story. But uh-huh. um, my fourth one, I, I finished my college, got my degree, and I was spending a lot of time at home on my computer, basically applying for jobs and whatnot. And one day I came across the hoverboards. So I thought, hey, I can just import these, create a hoverboard company, create a website and whatnot, and make a lot of money. So that's what I did. I, I imported a bunch of hoverboards from China. I created a website. It was really hard to sell a $700 product um, online, right? So I didn't know anything yeah, about Facebook pixels, email marketing. and I didn't know anything about anything. So throughout that time, someone approached me and said, hey, I can sell you hoverboards for you on Amazon in exchange for a commission. I was like, I'm happy to. So he started selling the products on Amazon for me and sales just came in right away. And that's kind of how I discovered this whole Amazon FBA private label thing. I'm like, huh, I spend so much time and money creating my own website and this guy just put some pictures up on Amazon and sales started coming in. You know, there's a hard way to do things, there's an easy way to do things. So I found Amazon FBA to be definitely the easier side just because the customers are already there waiting for you and obviously, you know, any business that goes out of business, one of the main reasons is because they don't have enough customers paying them you know, cash yep. money. So Amazon is not going to run out of customers anytime soon. So yeah, that's how I discovered Amazon FBA. Now, that's awesome. So were you importing the hoverboards or were you like drop shipping them from China? I did both. I did drop shipping and I did importing. Did you? And neither of them went anywhere. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Uh, so wow. So did you like pony up what $10,000 to buy 20 of these things or like how how did that work yeah about yeah i put in like five grand about like 10 of these products and yeah it was an interesting experience it learned a lot you know hoverboards is definitely it's not something that is light that is anything with the on and off button can definitely break easily so just a lot of things that i learned about importing exporting choosing the right product the size of it the weight of it the fact that it has battery inside requires a bunch of certifications it was a complete nightmare Yipes. Yeah. Were you, uh, did you just take a loss on that or did you make a little bit of profit? Uh, I don't quite remember, to be honest with you. I'm sure I, if I lost money, it wouldn't be that much. I, so, I managed to sell a bunch on my Craigslist. So, nice. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, like, I really believe that it financially, maybe you got a loss, but the lessons that you learned through that experience is absolutely invaluable. There's no money that you can pay for that experience. So, if it wasn't for that loss, quote, quote, loss, you know, what I've never found on Amazon the amount of experience that you learn. And I, I think, you know, I'm not sure who's listening to the podcast, like your viewership, maybe they're advanced sellers, maybe they're beginners, but maybe just a quick thing about beginners is the fact that like, you just got to do it. A lot of people are scared to, you know, lose money or lose this, lose that. That's the only way to learn. You have to have the mentality to say, hey, I'm willing to lose it all. Because if you don't have the mentality, you'll always try to find the perfect opportunity and there will never be that perfect opportunity. You just got to do it. Jump in with both feet and you'll figure it out. Yes. I love that idea. And I, I full heartedly support that idea. I used to have this, or I still have this idea that my thing is I thought, okay, you know, college was really expensive. And mm-hmm. every class you took, you know, I was, even when I had in-state tuition, it was still something like $4,000 per class, per course. 
And so I thought, wow, I'm spending $4,000 to learn freaking philosophy of religion and $4,000 to learn, you know, like astronomy and anthropology and stuff like that, that like, it's, it's interesting, but it's not like super useful. Right. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what, if I'm going to spend 3000 or $4,000 on classes like that, and I, I personally value college education and a rounded education and stuff. I kind of thought after I came out of college, I'm just going to set aside three to $5,000 as kind of like my, my practice play hobby business money. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I fully, I completely agree with you that, that dropping three, four five, maybe as much as $10,000 on like little baby businesses just to learn is, is a great way to spend money. Even if you lose it, technically lose it, you gain education like you mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I think you archived a lot of your journey on YouTube, right? I do. Yeah. I started a YouTube channel when like six or seven months into Amazon because I felt like a lot of the channels out there weren't really giving the right advice. And I just wanted to kind of document my own journey. So I started a YouTube channel under my name, Tom W-A-N-G. By the way, it's spelled, so it's W-A-N-G in Chinese is pronounced Wong. I know we're all in this pronunciation game today. No. Budapest, uh, Guangzhou. <laughs> now is now is my last name, but uh, yeah, Wang W A N G or Wang. That's pronounced here in uh, Canada and USA. But yeah, started kind of documenting my journey and just sharing with people what works, what doesn't work, with full transparency. So yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing on YouTube side. Why did you want to start documenting on YouTube? Yeah, like I've always been interested in photography and videography. Actually, like even long before, like even when I was like thirteen, fourteen, my parents bought me this camera. And I would actually make like random little skits, even at work or back in school, there would be some stuff that needs to be filmed. I would actually always be the guy with the camera. So yeah, not a lot of people know this, but I've always been interested in videography, photography, and I had a camera sitting at home and I was like, Hey, maybe I can make some content around this. So yeah, that's one reason. The other reason is again, like the advice that we get on YouTube are, you know, a lot of people don't even sell on Amazon anymore. They just kind of teach and whatnot. So I thought some of the information was kind of outdated and yeah, just wanted to provide more transparent information regarding our own Amazon business. Nice. That's awesome. Do you follow uh, Gary V at all? I did, but I kind of stopped listening to his stuff. Yeah, it was interesting. I just read the book Crushing It, which is a sequel to Crush It. So Crushing It is a sequel. I actually right. didn't know it was a sequel. I, I read it. I thought I was getting Crush It, but I accidentally bought Crushing It. So, <laughs> <laughs> But he talks about like personal branding and like you should just document your journey. You should document whatever you're doing. If you're learning to knit, just like document it on Instagram and YouTube and just put it out there. And so I always kind of thought that was, I don't know, it's just like this really interesting concept to just do personal branding and just like kind of document what you're doing so that kind of for like history's sake or for people to follow you along. So that's really cool that you did that. Yeah. I heard that your YouTube channel became a little popular among your coworkers, though. <laughs> yeah, that's a funny story. When I was working my nine to five job, you know, some people found my Facebook page and my branding was like, oh, quit my six figure job to become a full time uh-huh. entrepreneur. <laughs> so that kind of went viral among my uh, work and my upper management people saw that. And obviously, you know, you probably shouldn't be saying stuff like that when you're working at a full time job. So they're just like, oh, like, we came across your YouTube channel saying that you're going to quit. So when are you going to quit? <laughs> and yeah, during that time, I was going to quit anyway within the next three months. After some discussion and some talks, I just kind of went with my gut. And I said, you know what? If I'm going to quit, I might as well do it now. So uh, before my big bonus comes, I basically handed in my resignation and decided to jump into Amazon with both feet. 
were you like really scared or are you just like hell yeah let's do this how'd you feel i don't really remember to be honest i think for the first little while i was kind of lost never really done this before i was definitely scared i think because like what if you know other what ifs come up but i think for some people you know i think for a lot of people like if you get put in a situation where there's no turning back which obviously from my job like there was no turning back i can't like be like hey you know what i changed my mind can i work here again this that was not an option uh-huh. <laughs> i think i think when you're faced with those kind of two things like jumping into the water with two feet both feet and you don't have an exit strategy, but you tend to somehow stay afloat. You know what I mean? So yeah, we managed to figure out ways. And I've just learned a lot about jumping in with both feet now in terms of there's always the what ifs. You can think about what ifs for, you know, I can list it out a thousand what ifs. Hey, what if Amazon doesn't work? What if this product fails? What if this happens? That happens. If you focus all your energy on the what ifs, then that's basically what's going to happen. But if you focus your attention on you know, what if I can expand this? If you start looking at the bigger side of things, if you just start looking at the expansion and having the abundance mentality instead of the scarcity mindset. At the end of the day, it's just about where you focus your attention on. If you focus on the upside, you will have the upside. If you focus on the negativity, you'll get the negativity. Nice. I love that. Yeah. So I, I think you quit like a year and a half ago, right? Is that about right? December 14, December 14, 2017. So ah. approaching a year and a half. Yeah. Nice, nice. That yeah. is actually within a month of when I quit, did the same thing, quit my six-figure job as well. Oh, wow. What did you do for your job? I was a software engineer before. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Well, it was kind of weird. It was actually kind of nice, I guess. Or I don't know if I've told the story yet on the podcast, but I really wanted to go to the Canton Fair in China. And I thought, you know, this whole buying stuff in China, I should just go to China and like meet my supplier and do all this stuff there because that's where the business is happening, right? Mm-hmm. And I asked my boss for like three weeks unpaid leave. Oh, wait, I asked him for two weeks vacation. We had one of those like, you can take as much vacation as you want policies, which is always kind of like, a, eh, you can have as much vacation as the boss kind of will let you have, right? And so I asked my boss if I could take the two weeks off, even though I'd already taken like six weeks that year. And he's like, "Eh, yeah, I think you've taken the most vacation of everyone in this entire department. I was like, ooh, I don't mind. I'll still take it. And he's like, eh, I don't know about that. And I ended up coming back a week later and asking for an unpaid sabbatical leave, actually, to to just do Christmas stuff, you know, go to China and then like do the whole fourth quarter thing. And they ended up giving it to me. And I took the sabbatical for three months, unpaid, obviously. And then I just never went back. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, no, now, now looking back on it, I thought, well, I probably should have quit earlier. But man, <laughs> it is scary to go from like a stable job that's kind of kind of easy. I mean, there's, there's obviously challenges, but it's you just sit at a desk and you get a paycheck. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Were you in a, what was your job? Were you a sales guy or what was your job yeah. before? Yeah, I was selling like advertising. Nice. Yeah, it was really, really cool. I mean, it's been uh, interesting past uh, couple of years for sure. Sometimes uh-huh. we're just, I mean, as entrepreneurs, like we're so into the everyday business that sometimes you don't take a step back and just kind of see all the things that has kind of unfolded over the past couple of years. So yep. yeah. That's awesome. Do you think you'll ever go back to a day job? No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's what I thought too. My wife said, "Like, are you ever gonna go back to one of these jobs?" I'm like, "Oh, maybe." She's like, "No, you're not. You're not gonna go back." <laughs> yeah, no, that's no way. awesome. So, when did you start Econ Hub? 
Ecom Hub, that was beginning of last year. Yeah, beginning of last year. I had a group before called FBA Hustlers. And then me and this other guy, his name is David Zaleski. He's my partner now. We partner up together to actually create Ecom Hub. He had his own separate community. I had my own separate community. And yeah, we, we ended up doing this together. So that's how we transitioned from FBA Hustlers to Ecom Hub. Nice. Tell us a little bit yeah. more about it. Is it like, is it a training thing or like, tell, just give us a little more intro on like, what, what is Econ Hub? Yeah, it's Econ Hub, just a community of Amazon sellers where, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like our jobs can be a little bit lonely at times, especially you don't yeah. go into an office, you don't really socialize, you talk to Chinese suppliers and whatnot. Just having a good group of people together, support each other. At the end of the day, I feel like Amazon is, it's a pretty big pie. So we can all have a very small bite of it and we'll all do well. So yeah, just wanted to get a group of people together to basically work towards the same thing, help each other out, support each other. So yeah, it's a free group. You come up, you can just look it up on Facebook. And yeah, we also have our own Amazon training programs. Basically, that just kind of came out organically. Like never thought I'd be kind of like teacher comes to Amazon. Uh, it's just when you have a lot of people following you, a lot of people ask the same questions, and a lot of people want to learn from you. So Basically, we launched an online program to help other people. I also coach people locally here in Vancouver, which I nice. enjoy very, very thoroughly. So yeah, that we have our own podcast, YouTube channel, the whole nine yards. Nice. That's really cool. Yeah. That's super yeah. cool. So you do it with your partner and you have a podcast and a YouTube channel and a Facebook group. All right. So it's so it's like full-blown hub then. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's out there, man. Kind of sometimes it's a little bit challenging, kind of juggle between... Everything because I, you know, we still have our own Amazon business on the side, which I can definitely pay a little bit more attention to. <laughs> but I do really enjoy kind of coaching other people, talking to other people and whatnot. So nice. And so I heard on when you were talking to Casey Gauze from Viral Launch and his podcast is Follow the Data, which is an amazing podcast, by the way. Everybody should listen to that one. You mentioned this strategy that you're talking about with uh, ManyChat and how to kind of use some some advanced seller techniques with ManyChat. Do you want to give us a little rundown on that? Sure. So ManyChat, it's kind of like email marketing, except on steroids. Emails, as you know, nowadays, if you could get like 20% open rate, that's really, really good. And that doesn't even include click rate. So with ManyChat, open rates are extremely high because it pops up directly in your messenger. And click-through rate is obviously really high as well. When someone opens it, they tend to click on whatever you send to them. So we utilize this strategy for ranking mostly. So basically, you know, when it comes to Amazon rankings, obviously everything, because if you don't rank on page one for some keywords, you cannot be found by anybody. So we basically use Facebook ads and ManyChat to rank up products page one. And how that works is basically start off by picking the right keyword you want to be ranking on page one for. So, you know, if we launch a vitamin C serum, you pick the right keyword you want to be on page one for. Once you do that, you basically set up a, I mean, there's two phases. Phase number one is basically just moving the keyword from page 50 to page two or three. That's pretty easy. You can do that through using PPC. You can use that through using like rebate key, any sort of giveaway service. That can usually get the job done. But how you get from page two to three to the top of page one, that's kind of the tricky part. So we use ManyChat. And basically, if someone opts into our ManyChat, we tell them to actually go on Amazon.com and search for the keyword that we want to be ranking for. Because ultimately, the best way to rank is getting someone to go on Amazon.com, organically look up the keyword, uh, browse around, and then buy your listing over your competitors. That, nice. based on kind of our testing, has seemed to be 
what triggers the algorithm the most. Who knows if it's, you know, Amazon will change that. It's working today. So yeah, that's pretty much what we do when it comes to ranking. So we just get a lot of people on Facebook to go through many chat and give them instructions on how to look up a product. Nice. And then the nice yeah. thing, so that's, I love that idea. And also when you do that, you also have them subscribe to your many chat mm. broadcast list, right? Yeah. So you can just send them messages later, right? Yeah, that's right. Nice. So if you're not ranked already on the first page or two or three, how does the strategy work? Do you have to have already done like a small giveaway to then, then do the search line buy? Yeah, you should be on like page two or three for your keyword first, because no one's going to go to the 50th page to find your product and buy it. Yeah. What about, can you like do aggressive PPC and just have them click on your ads and not even have to do any giveaways and just use the search find buy, but it was also PPC? We never really tried that before. So I'm pretty sure it will work, but yeah, I've never, we never tried that method yet. Hmm. Huh. So how many units are you having to give away? Do you have some sort of like special formula? Is it the top sellers? Divide by two times 20 third power or something? Uh, no, it's we just use Viral Launch. And then Viral Launch gives us a uh, rough estimate number. And we go off to that number. So we type in the keyword. We use a Chrome extension. On the bottom, it says daily giveaway needed. So we just use that number. Ah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then do you, you just give that, just give away enough until you start ranking? Or do you just set up like an eight day giveaway and then give away as many units for eight days or like what like how many days and how many days does that um, work out to it's actually pretty good like usually like we see results within like five to seven days but it does depend on the keyword and competitiveness as well but okay. five to seven days i would say it's pretty good like yeah it's interesting because i've heard different strategies and they've always changed throughout the years because there's ranking is kind of probably the number three most important thing right it's kind of like yeah. have a good product have a good listing and then rank rank is three right and of course the part of the rank is the giveaway is uh, the kind of the seo and and the giveaway is kind of the the major part of the ranking part right and i've heard all these different strategies and they always seem to kind of wax and wane and i'm always curious if it's because amazon's changing the algorithm or just because there's a culture there's some guru mentioning oh you should do it this way no and then everyone does it that way and then six months later no no you should do it this way because I heard about a year ago, I heard it was so a lot of people were mentioning that you should do like one day, one huge giveaway, like give away oh, 200 yeah. units in yeah. one day. And what they call it, like they had a fancy name for it, like the flash. Yeah, 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 it? yeah. Seller, seller tools were the ones that came up with that. And the guys who have seller tools are super, super smart. Troy and Brandon. Yeah, uh, they are. Yeah, I would say they're one of the smartest sellers in our community. But yeah, I never really used that before. So I can't really say. I just kind of, there's a lot of noise in our space as well. Everybody says there's a lot of rumors, a lot of noise. So yeah. I just kind of stopped listening to all that. And I said, we're just going to do our own testing. So this method works for us. And, you know, if people want to use it, go ahead. If they don't want to use it, they want to use something else. It's completely up to them. It's not going to, I'm not going to lose the second of sleep tonight. So, yeah, I, you know, my big thing is I agree with you. Just kind of try a few things and see if they work for yourself. What we found, it sounds very similar to what you found, is that uh, doing something for six to 10 days is kind of our sweet spot. We're never too precise. I'm not too super duper scientific about it, but we just track our ranking based on usually three target keywords and just kind of track our mm -hmm. ranking and wait until we get up at one, two or three. And then mm -hmm. I'm never too aggressive on giveaways just because I'm never going after too competitive stuff because 
I don't do vitamin C serum. I do much less competitive keywords. Do you think this is a good strategy? So what do you call the strategy? This search find by many chat flow thing. Rank and bank. Rank and bank. Rank. I love that. That's yeah. super Rank good. And bank. <laughs> <laughs> Rank your product and bank the money, right? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> nice. I love that. Yeah. That's super. You should get that trademark. That's good. Or maybe I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a good name. We used to have another uh, course called uh, Raining Reviews, but it was a lot of stuff that you probably shouldn't do. <laughs> so we stopped teaching that. Yeah. I'm always a little, I'm usually pretty Boy Scout when it comes to the rules. Yeah. I feel like you, you can be successful without violating the rules too badly. Oh, 100%. So, yeah and i just feel like it's way more of a stable business if you can just stay within the terms of service as best you can a lot of the stuff that amazon says though is so hard to interpret and it's hard but yeah that's cool man so this strategy rank and bank strategy is this something that's only for the vitamin c's of the world or is this something if you had a super long tail keyword that you still want to rank for can you do the strategy for the super long tail keywords yeah, yeah. Any keywords. Doesn't matter what it is. Awesome. Yeah, it um, doesn't matter. Cool. So do you have I guess in many chat there's that cool thing where you can kind of like iterate through the different URLs, right? Or not not URLs, but you give them different terms to search for, right? Yes. You can do the randomizer in many chat and then basically you can set percentages to that. So maybe if you set fifty, then that means fifty fifty. You can have two messages that goes up. So you can essentially rank for two keywords at the same time. Nice. And so uh, do you give them a rebate through PayPal or through yeah. something else? Yeah, PayPal. Okay. And do you, some people have mentioned that they don't want to have it ranked or they don't want to have their PayPal linked to their personal, to the same email that they use their Amazon account through. Is that something you do too, or do you don't care about that? I don't really care about that. As far as I'm concerned, like there's a company called Rebate Key, which I'm sure, yes. you know, a lot of people haven't heard of. I've never seen the letter, but apparently they got a letter. That, this is what I heard. They got a letter from Amazon Legal saying that this is like perfectly fine. It's not outside of terms of service. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm doing the same thing as RebateKey, except I'm not sending someone a check. I'm sending them money through PayPal. So I don't see how Amazon would be okay with just the check and not PayPal. At the end of the day, it's a reimbursement. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you're right. Like there's so many fine prints within Amazon TOS and stuff like that. I don't think Amazon would really care too much about this. A lot of people would say, oh, like you're manipulating ranking. That's obviously against terms of service, but there's a lot of other ways where you can manipulate ranking. I don't believe this way is one of those ways where it's against terms of service. I know a lot of black hat, you know, ways to manipulate ranking and those are definitely black hat. Those are definitely against terms of service. So manipulating ranking is a very broad subject. Yep. Why would you do this ranking bank strategy over just using rebate key? I find rebate key only is good to get you from page X to maybe the bottom page one. I think the real power and the real juice comes in with the many chat sequence that we have. Nice. I've heard this from a lot of people. So again, there's just so many rumors in the Amazon community that when you have kind of a group of discount buyers, that Amazon kind of flags those people as discounted buyers yeah. and they don't count yeah. as much. So they kind yeah. of give... They know that rebate key customers are kind of like the uh, bargain hunters and they're just buying stuff because it's cheap, not buying stuff because they actually want it. 
And so the advantage of the ranking bank strategy is that you're getting just random people from from Facebook. They're not they're not deal hunters. They're not some on some discount email or anything like that. They're just random Joe Schmoes. It'd, it'd be like yeah. I'm giving Amazon free customers. Amazon should be loving it. <laughs> yeah, and you're yeah. paying them a full commission, right? Amazon. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't I don't see how Amazon would ever care. It's like, oh, Tom is giving us too many customers that are buying on our website where we earn full commission. Therefore, we should punish Tom. That yep. makes no sense. Plus, we're going to charge you for the shipping too. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so how do we know? How do we learn more about this rank and bank strategy? Yeah, we have actually a mini course just on this method. You can go to www.ecomhubhub.com forward slash rank. Course opens and closes. So if you're, I don't know when you guys are listening to this, but if it's open, then you know you can feel free to join. If it's closed, then you can sign up for the email list and we'll let you know once it reopens. Nice. How often do you open the course? That's a good question. Kind of whenever you feel like it, I guess, like when, <laughs> when, whenever a lot of people asking like, Hey, when's the course open? And we're like, okay, we'll reopen it. And then we'll close it after that class. So it's a live training that we do. It's not like recorded or anything. So that's kind of cool. Ah, nice. Well, yeah. I'm asking right now, Hey, when are you going to open it? So maybe you should open it soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, we're, we're actually going to be opening it probably within the next two weeks. So Nice. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. So Tom, tell me, I love asking other entrepreneurs, what is their big why? I'm always curious because it's really easy to kind of sit at your desk all day and, and mm -hmm. just kind of go with the motion and get your paycheck and then go home mm -hmm. and kind of just watch TV and then just do it all over again for 45 years. And entrepreneurs mm -hmm. have this weird drive inside of them that makes them want to do more than that and riskier than that. And so can you tell me what is your big why? Actually, before I answer that question, I want to ask you, do you feel like some people are just born with it? You think it's like a like a gene that it's just like some people have and some people don't? I that's a good question. I mean, a gene, I don't know if it's like literally in the DNA, but I think there's definitely something kind of innate in some people. Like there's like mm. I get that thing, I get like an itch. I get to something mm. it's like, oh, I gotta start a I can think of I can think of this new business. Oh, you should you should have this thing, this new app. Oh, you should have this new website. I'm just mm. constantly like wanting to start things, right? Mm. And it's mm -hmm. like an itch for it's like a it's this itch I'm scratching is, is one of the reasons why I start doing these things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. I thought that as well. I feel like yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like some people are born with it, some people are not. At the end of the day, you know, it's the ultimate is fulfillment and happiness. Do whatever makes you happy. Not everybody needs to be a entrepreneur. Not everybody needs to be a whatever like you know i'm not here to tell other people how they should live their lives i'm just saying that you know if you're not happy then you should probably do something about it and if you are happy then i think ultimately that i think that is the ultimate goal it's just happiness and fulfillment are you happy Ooh, that is a deep question yeah sorry <laughs> we on the spot yeah. <laughs> yeah i think it's kind of like pursuit of happiness right it's always a pursuit you know, sometimes like for the past little while, I've been really happy. I've been really fulfilled. Um, I've been really stagnant as well. But then I started kind of meeting out some other people that are doing bigger things. I set my goals a little bit higher. And now I'm kind of pursuing those other things. So I feel like it's kind of a constant chase. But at the same time, you shouldn't be chasing for too long because then you'd be chasing until you're 90 years old and you're always chasing. So money is definitely not something I chase after anymore. I'm not chasing just after the money. 
because at the end of the day, you know, there's always going to be another person that's richer than you. So if you compare yourself to someone else just on a money basis, that's going to be a, a rabbit hole that you'll go down for the rest of your life. You'll never reach the end. For me, I'm trying to really figure out my why. Like, what, what do I really, really want? I'm absolutely blessed and grateful for what I have right now. I have, you know, amazing people that I work with. I have a great company. I have a supportive, you know, girlfriend slash partner. I have great friends. But there's also things in my life that is not perfect, right? And I feel like, especially nowadays on social media, like we all compare ourselves to, you know, to other people. Like we all post the best moments of our lives. You know, like I will never post a picture of me like working at 2 a.m., mm-hmm. you know, in my pajamas at home. Like it's not very, I mean, that picture actually might do well. Like people are like, whoa, that's awesome. <laughs> but I'm just saying like, I'll never post a picture. Of, yeah, like I'll never post a picture of me just sitting here, right? Like everybody's trying to kind of show the best part of their lives and, and I'm the same. I feel like everybody is. Yeah, it's an interesting world that we're living in today, for sure. I had this talk with my class this past weekend about social media. Just, you know, people curating content, the way they lay it out, the way they, you know, make sure everything looks good and this and that. And I know couples on Instagram that, you know, are just, if you look at it, you're like, wow, they must be madly in love. They must be the perfect couple. And I know them in person. They can't wait to just chop each other's head off. They will literally fight in front of other people and just cry and this and that. So yeah, I went down a rabbit hole there, but, but yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, something I just I always think about because like, what is your why? And I sometimes I I don't know, I get I get stressed out for like no reason sometimes because I think like, oh, I got this new thing. Oh, I got to, I got to do this new method. I got to watch this whatever. I got to launch a new brand. I'm thinking, why, though? Why do I do it sometimes? Yeah, I think at the end of the day, Andrew, I think life does not have a meaning. It's just the meaning that you give towards it. Yeah, there's no why. Really, like, I feel like it's just. Yeah, it's like there is no meaning. It's like a lot of people, oh, what's the meaning of life? Like there is none. It's whatever you give it. So yeah. it really does come from internally from you. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah, I'm not really religious. And so I, I know a lot of people use why as some religious thing, but I'm like, eh, I don't know if I, I don't know if that's my why. But yeah, I think the right. why is just kind of what you give it. So that's awesome. Yeah. So I'm curious. Another thing I love to always ask every big entrepreneur is, what kind of media do you consume? What, what are your favorite books, websites, YouTube channels, mm-hmm. podcasts, whatever? I started listening. I started reading books again, listening to books. Before, when I worked my nine-to-five job, I had to be in my car about an hour and a half each day. So I actually consumed a lot of books that year, nice. those two years, which was amazing. But now I work from home and office and don't really get that you know that time anymore, in the car at least. But in the evening now, I before I go to bed, I actually just started listening to Audible again. I downloaded like 10 books yesterday. So nice. one of the books I can give to you right now that I think changed my life, there's two. One is called The Four Agreements. Oh. It's more of a, yeah, it's more of a self-improvement book, but it's very short. I absolutely loved it. It was amazing. I'm actually going to re-listen to that again. The other book that I really love is Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. Oh Basically, yeah, I just read that one. Yeah, it's it was great. <laughs> it was such a great book. Basically talking about how Nike, you know, one of the world's most valuable brands started by Phil, who had no experience in entrepreneurship. So that was really, really cool. Yeah, those are the two books that I would probably recommend to everybody. And then other than that, just consume as much information as possible. You know, you have time to either watch YouTube videos, which I still do sometimes, don't get me wrong. And my, you know, dirty secret is sometimes to go on YouTube videos and watch like (laughs) random stuff, go down the rabbit hole of YouTube, you know, and the next thing you know, you're watching some 
guy in desert trying like a scorpion or something teach you <laughs> so <laughs> you don't have a youtube rabbit hole there but yeah always consume information always be a student always try to learn more and if you have that mentality you won't be able to go wrong yeah i love that so sorry what was mm-hmm. the name of the first book was it four pillars the four agreements four agreements okay and do you know yeah. uh for our listeners and for myself who's the author or, or any other uh, uh, I, I don't but if you just google the four agreements yeah there's only one i believe Okay, awesome. I'll put all the details in the show notes if anyone wants to check it out because I've never heard of that book, so I'm excited about that one. All yeah, right, Tom, I think you'll really like it. What is one actionable thing that Amazon sellers can do today? <clears throat> Not trying to self-promote, but rank and bank, honestly, because a lot of Amazon sellers that are like, oh, I don't get sales. Well, you're not on ranking on page one, so you're not going to get any sales. So the goal is to rank on page one for as many keywords as possible. And, you know, like, I really think that our ranking strategy is the best out of any ranking strategies right now, period. So I think starting to rank for your products on page one, that is the solution to a lot of your problems. All righty, guys. So go to ecomhub.com slash rank. The link will be in the show notes. And I've already signed up for it. So if everybody else wants to go check it out, I think there's a waiting list, right? Or I guess it depends on when you go, but there's probably a waiting list and the class will start two weeks from now, maybe? Can I get you to commit to that? <laughs> well, we're actually <laughs> waiting for something. Once that thing's done, we can actually read. Awesome. Okay. So everyone just go to that website and sign up and you'll find out eventually. The uh, price is worth the wait. So just go do it, I guess. Yeah. Awesome, Tom. Well, I really appreciate you being here and I really enjoyed this interview. Is there uh, <laughs> anything else you want to leave us with before we say goodbye? No, I think that's it. I, I really appreciate the fact that you reached out and I had a lot of fun on this interview. And yeah, best of luck on your Amazon journey as well. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. All right. This is Andrew Erickson signing out. Mm-hmm.